All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Lariats Win Matches. You're getting better uh, with that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't fuck it up as, as often as I used to. I edited all those out, so it's just you guys Except bringing episode it up one. every time. Except for episode Except one. Up. Holly had a good that laugh a, at that one. That was a pilot episode, guys. <laughs> um, I don't have fun intros for you guys this week. I did, and then I, I lost them somehow. So I'll go introduce myself. This is Byron, the curtain jerker, number two seat. Say hello. Who's number two? You are. You've always been number two. I have not been. What's up? It's Stefan. It's number two seat. Number three? Hey, guys. It's Nick. You know the deal. They're going to shit on whatever I say. So, Oh, my Strap God. In. Here we go. <laughs> Nick, Mr. Sensitive. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to call him Mr. Sensitivity in his intro. Oh, damn it. Oh, next time, episode seven. All right, so we kind of came up with this one last minute last night. We are going to talk about gimmick matches. Um, I have no idea where this is going to go. So let's just I'll just go ahead and name a couple gimmick matches just for as example. For instance, um, you got the steel cage match. You got ladder matches, uh, hell in a cell matches, street fights, first blood matches, things along those nature uh, matches that aren't just your normal one-on-one, you know, falls, you know, or in the ring, count outs count, you know, stuff like that. So just kind of out of the box gimmick matches. Um, I guess we'll just start off by saying like, what's the purpose to you of a gimmick match and not like you can specify, like I look at steel cage matches and think that they, do this for a feud or, you know, whatever. Just like, what What do you think the purpose of a gimmick match is, Nick? I think that uh, it kind of depends on what the gimmick is, obviously. But I think to me, just first thought is that it's going to be the culmination of a big angle or storyline, a big feud that it's come through, you know, whatever match they've had before and the storyline. And then this is the big buildup, the big ending, the big payoff. So it's gotten this, you know, intense between the two wrestlers that it has to have this as the culmination to that match. Stefan? I don't think group, Nick. Uh, also, just uh, to add some variation into feuds, uh, but to also build, build them up, uh, have various stipulations to, to progress a feud even further and to like Nick just said, uh, eventually culminate in, like, you know, a an end-all, be-all, like, this This was, you know, the slobber knocker of, you know, their feud, and this this is the end-all, be-all of their feud, because they went through, you know, a hell in the cell, for example. And just to, right. to kind of go off of that again, because I thought of this as you were going <laughs> off of that, Stefan was, and I think, too, a side note to that, and kind of a a lateral angle to this is I think that you can get someone over to a certain extent and not necessarily go like a change of character from a baby face to a heel. But I think you can have that kind of dynamic to that person's character by putting in, putting them in a situation of a hardcore style match. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, so it's two definitely two minutes. Look out, guys. <laughs> it's definitely a way to, you know, end a feud for the most part, right? I mean, you can continue some feuds with gimmick matches. You can take a, um, let's use a street fight or a last man standing. No, not even last man standing so much, but. You know, a street fight or like a like a dog collar match or something, and you can put that in the middle of a feud. But you're looking at matches like um, maybe an I quit match or something like that, right? You're looking at an I quit match or a lot to me a last man standing an I quit match to kind of build a feud, and then at the end of the feud you're gonna have say a hell in a cell, a ladder match, a steel cage match, you know, something like that, and. Maybe that's just me, but like that's how I like to end feuds is with those those types of matches. So there's so there's obviously a bunch of different gimmick matches, but I feel like the way that we've been trained as wrestling fans is certain matches end feuds and certain matches continue feuds. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think yes, but I think. Uh, and I found myself doing this, just going off of some of the notes that you had on the outline, just to kind of get a basis of. Don't talk about the matches. outline. Um, no, in my mind. Those are private yeah, matters. Um, <laughs> a little behind the scenes. But going back and watching some of these, these matches, these different gimmick matches, because I think that they were done, to me, they were done better a long time ago than in recent memory. And Okay. And we'll get into that, but I think no. Let's do it right now. Okay, right. Nick, Nick, so... Nick, stay, stay, Nick, stay right where you are right now. Not not two feet to the left of where you just were because you went back into the submarine. Go, <clears> talk, in... talk about Go talk ahead. about what you were saying. So, for example, we yep. look at look at the last Hell in the Cell match. Uh huh. And what was it? I'm talking about with Strowman and Reigns, right? Oh, you gotta you gotta specify. Um, that to me did the exact opposite of what I wanted to happen because I wanted something with those two to be finalized. Yeah. And I just felt like it, it completely went off the rails with all these other guys coming in and taking this, doing the bumps and taking the spots they did. It, it just, it didn't mean anything to me and it looked kind of lame. To be honest, did Braun lose his 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 contract for that one? Since it ended in a no contest, yeah. Um, uh, okay, but compared to an older, right? Jimmy... I'm getting there. So, okay, going back to what I said about how you kind of validate maybe a younger wrestler or someone who hasn't been in this these extreme situations before. You look at a match like Mick Foley and Randy Orton. Uh, from Backlash in 2004. Uh-huh. I went back and watched that, and to me, that was when, because Orton was with Evolution at the time, and people were kind of, like, it was fun, like, the thing to do to kind of shit on him. And after that match, I feel like people started to respect him more for what he did in that match with the thumbtacks and just all the crazy spots and stuff they did. That If you haven't watched that match recently which I don't think anybody probably has, go back and watch it. It is rough. It's a good match. But after that, I just I looked at Orton in a different light. Like, all right, man, 
that was awesome. Like, hats off for being in there with the hardcore legend. And it worked. But then, you know, just when you see, like, Ambrose taking the bump off the steel cage to the tables, him and Rollins, when you, or um, no, Ziggler and Rollins, excuse me. When you see them do that, it's just like, okay, they throw each other's heads into the side of the cage. They look to see where they're going to land, and then they go, and it's just like, meh. And it did nothing for the match. That's what I'm saying. It was a. It, it did was, nothing. That spot. I'm just speaking of that spot individually. Right. Like, it did not. Like it was a. It was bullshit. It made me like that. When that spot happened, I tuned out. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I did not see that. I just only read about that episode or that pay per view because uh, the hurricane was here and I had no power. Yeah, don't waste your time and go and watch it, dude. That whole pay-per-view was awful. I I read about it, and I was like, Which frustrates me because we talked about this, and I was thinking about it when we talked about doing this podcast, was some of these gimmick matches can work. You know, I'm not a huge hardcore wrestling fan. It kind of has to be the right No, because you love the NWA. No, because I yeah. No, no. Oh, the, I meant the I meant the rap group, not the wrestling federation. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You love the Rock and Roll Express. I don't. <laughs> Stop. NWA lying. reference. Stop. Y'all both need to get some Vaseline, by the way. Nobody <laughs> will get that reference. Uh, all right. I understand what you're saying. I I agree. I don't think gimmick matches mean. And actually, I have this written down. What you what you were just saying, I have in a different light. When I was younger, and even probably until about mm, three to five years ago, I used to love watching ladder matches. But now I'm stale on them. Like even Money in the Bank, like I don't get excited for that like I once did. Like just ladder matches in general, just like me thinking about them, my general feeling about ladder matches, eh. You know, they don't they don't do what they used to for me. And maybe I'm just getting older and being like, oh, that's that's really dangerous. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, I mean, TLC matches, those actually meant something like they they made a difference. You know, um, they made stars, essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, they absolutely did. But um just the the use of a ladder to me now and it's almost like you mentioned it with Seth and Ziggler like they got they rammed each other's heads off of the cage and then they looked where they were going like to was me was it Ambrose and Ziggler or <laughs> Seth and Ziggler it was Seth and Ziggler okay and then but so they they look where they're falling and it made and they like jumped off themselves but right. then i feel like ladder matches now are so choreographed that they're not as fun as they used to be. Like, yeah, in a ladder match, you definitely have to have some choreography. But now it's like you just set up for the next spot with everything you do. Do you think that's because probably the one of the last times they said, hey, just go out there and do it and have fun with it. It was when Joey Mercury got fucking smacked in the face with a ladder and busted his face wide open. I'm not going to lie, that probably has something to do with it. <laughs> Great call on bringing that up, by the way. <laughs> like, they were like, hey, we I should use this ladder. We like didn't bring them up. Uh, 
smack him in the face with it. Yeah, but I mean, look at like, um, look at the T. Or um, I'm sorry, the um, the, the 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 Money in the Bank matches. Like the last couple that were on WrestleMania, you know, I guarantee the reason they don't do them anymore is look at those last few and like, it was literally just one spot after another, just over and over and over right. again, and it was just like, there's no fluidity to it. There's no chemistry. It's just like. Hi, hey, I'm spot. gonna I'm gonna Hi, go spot. over here and you power bomb me to the outside and you know and then Sinkara is gonna jump off the rope and go through those ladders like it just it got stale to me like I don't know and I guess we're just talking about ladder matches right now and just ladder matches to me are stale at this time maybe let's take a break we'll go back to them and maybe they'll mean something again eventually but to me right now they just don't mean shit. I don't get excited for it. I think the last ladder match that I actually like really enjoyed it was uh, the the Money in the Bank uh, contract at WrestleMania. It was one with like Fit Finley and Booker T and CM Punk and I think JBL may have been in it. I feel like. Uh, Let's see. I know. It was one of the ones that we watched, and it was because there was like. The mini ladder got pulled out. Like it was like the two step ladder got pulled so out. If, you know what WrestleMania that was? The one that you're thinking about. Outdoor. You know what? No, you know what year that was? And I'll tell it to you. It was 23. WrestleMania 23. I had a note on here about WrestleMania 22 with the Money in the Bank ladder match. What, Stefan? I was going to say, like, how long ago was that? Like seven years ago? Eight years ago? WrestleMania 23 happened in 2007, dude. What? That was like 10 years ago? 11 years ago? Ready? This is who was in it. It was Mr. Kennedy, Punk, Edge, Jeff Hardy, Finley, King Booker, Randy Orton, and Matt Hardy. That one was good, though. I do remember. Oh, it was great. Really and guess who won? Punk. Nope. He didn't? Nope. Edge. Miss. Kennedy. Kennedy. (laughs) Like Punk, like win the next two after that, probably. Do you know who won the WrestleMania 22? Yes, it was Edge. Nope. It was. No, I don't know. It's your boy. The whole effing show. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, nice. here, listen to this rundown. It was RVD, Bobby Lashley Dick, Ugh. Ric Flair. Yes, Kane. Shelton Benjamin. Kane was in that match. Uh, I don't think so. Nah, Shelton whatever. Benjamin, Finley, Matt Hardy. Didn't Kane win a Money in the Bank one time? Yeah, eventually. That was the one, though, where Benjamin did the spot where he ran up the ladder leaning against the ropes. Ooh, that was a good one. Outside. Remember when they put that in the wrestling game in, like, SmackDown versus Raw? We were yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that, like, what, going back and watching that match the other night, it was like, okay, this is when those matches kind of got more fun to me because something just break. No. Okay. Nope. Um, so when he did that spot, it was like, okay, 
things are starting to get a little bit interesting on this. And they just like the athleticism just got more and more. And I think that it was good to see that after you go back and watch like the TLCs with the Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian, because that was just a car wreck. And, you know, they kind of had to dial it back. And then you started to see more and more just high spots, essentially, in some of these matches. But it wasn't as much of a car crash, but just cool spots. Yeah. I don't know. To me, ladder matches just don't mean anything anymore. I mean, I look back like, dude, I love going back and like watching old matches. And I can't. Like, a couple weeks ago, I watched The Rock versus Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship. And it was, but it was, like, a different kind of ladder match. It wasn't a high spot after high spot because those guys aren't high spot guys. They're more, you know, ground and pound and grapplers and stuff like that. So, it was different, and it made it more enjoyable to me. Um, And the match wasn't meant to be a spot fest. No, and I feel I like that's because they're different. not spot wrestlers. That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm agreeing <laughs> with you, but if you look at the manif- manifestation, if you will, of the Money in the Bank match, I will not. Like that, it just becomes a spot fest. When you look at that match, you look at Razor and HBK and the, the first one. They, they call it the first one. It's not, but. How do you know? Because Bret that- Hart said it wasn't. I think that's more because there's so many people in it. They're trying to fucking make sure everybody that's in the match, you know, has that highlight spot versus, you know, just a one-on-one match. That's a ladder match. Hey, Byron, you see how Stefan added something? Byron, you see how Stefan added something to the point? No, I missed that. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't think so. (laughs) I I agree with everything that you guys are saying, though. You guys are doing good. All right, I, I want to bring up. I want to bring up a gimmick type of match that hasn't been seen in in years. Let's hear it. And the four corners match. Come on, what happened to it? <laughs> what? what happened to the four corners match? You know what happened to the four corners match? They were on every single Monday Night Raw for like four years in a row. Really? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I'm saying though, like that, like. Bring that match back. Like, you literally got tied to each other with a huge leather strap that you could beat the shit out of each other with. And you had to incapacitate your opponent, you know, to the point that they weren't, you know, just dead in the ring. You had to be able to drag them around to touch all four corners to win. So they had to be somewhat, somewhat (laughs) functional. Yeah, you had to drag around. Well, I'm saying you couldn't be like, you know, just be like knocked out in the ring. You know, you had to. You had to drag them around a little bit without, you know, them right. being completely, you know, out of it. You're not going to Brie Bella them or anything. Yeah, you're not going to kick somebody in the face and knock them out, you know. I mean, you might. I'm not, you know, let's not count that out, guys. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. Um, that would be interesting to see some of the guys on the main roster do that now. Some yeah, different. like, I, I think, like – I think I don't know why, but I just think like if you had, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were like back in a rivalry again for the millionth time, but like I, I think that they could do <laughs> a really good four corners match. I don't think they can have a bad match, right? I don't think they can either. But I'm saying like I think like if you were to bring back the four corners match, like they could it get it them. over. Yeah, they would definitely get it over. Can you name any four corners gimmick matches off the top of your head? 
I mean, like you said, a fucking any Monday Night Raw that was or Monday there Night There were Nitro. a lot. I remember yeah. there being a lot. The two that I remember, I believe John Cena and Umaga had one. Am I wrong? Dead. Umaga, dead. dead. Um, John Cena left. <laughs> unfortunate. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, and then another one. I know this one for sure. It was Sable and Luna Vachon had one. Dead? Oh, Luna Vachon, dead. Dead. Shout out to Gangrel. Live. Huh, interesting. Okay. Rock. Sorry. Gangrel, dead. No, No, alive. Alive. Gangrel, so dead. No, Gangrel is not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it right now. He's alive. He's in wrestling school. Nick, bring up something while I Google Gangrel. Got you. So, um, I think we we need to talk about the gimmick matches that we Gangrel alive. (laughs) A wrestling school. Let's talk about the the gimmick matches we enjoy, and then I'd like to get to a couple that just shit the bed, if you can recall. If not, I've got one that I watched right before we did this, and it kind of put me in a weird place mentally. So, I'm going to go with the first Hell in a Cell Bad Blood in your house. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Yes. What do you guys remember from that match? I remember everything from the match. I love that match. Nothing probably because I have seen it in 10 years. I remember uh, Shawn Michaels bleeding buckets. Yeah. I remember Kane. It's got to be Kane. Was that that Kane's debut whenever he – Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, So I do remember that match. So here's what had happened was – one of the camera guys got in HBK's way. Don't do that. Um, HBK makes a point. It's funny because the camera guy like, zooms in on him. And he goes, you stupid son of a bitch. And he punches the camera guy. And he dies, basically. And they have to get the door open to get him out. My boy Earl is trying to get the door open. And uh, then the lights go out. After they go outside the ring a little bit, the lights go out. There's Kane, Paul Bear. It goes down. Um, one thing I didn't remember from this match, which is interesting when you go back and watch Taker and Mankind. Shawn, Shawn Michaels bump off the cage. Thank you, sir. It's like you should host the show or something. It's weird. <laughs> that, to me, was like, okay. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And it was. And then Foley did what he did, and people just forget about it. Like, I don't know. It's just really It was good a match. very good match. Like, to me, that it, was... And if you think about it, like, that bump that he did off the cage in that match was the same bump that Ziggler and Rollins just did. I mean, it was... Exactly right. Yep. Except the cage wasn't red. There wasn't foothold. Oh, Stefan, did you know that the cage is fucking red now? I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw I saw pictures of it whenever I was reading the the highlights on it. I was like, why would you paint it red? <laughs> I didn't mind it when I first saw it. I was like, okay, whatever. But going back and watching the first Hell in a Cell match and seeing it, and just seeing like 
them on top of that thing. How did it not? How did he not fall through that? Oh, the construction of that first hill in the cell was just awful. Awful. Definitely not what it is today. Like that thing's actually like reinforced and actually has like frames and everything. No, back then, no. It was like, do you guys regular like fence pole? Like (laughs) there was. Yeah, jungle gym comes to mind. Hey, do you guys remember there was a there was a hell in a cell? Oh God, I wish I could remember who it was with. Because okay, first of all, everybody talks about Taker and Mankind and Taker and HBK. Like Taker and HBK is one of the best matches ever, in my opinion. And like I believe Dave Meltzer thinks so too. So cool. Um, but there was <laughs> there was a Hell in a Cell match that somebody was using a chair inside the ring, right? And then he got angry and he threw the chair. And in midair, the chair opens. So it's like you could sit on it, but you're, it's, it's flying through midair. And then it hits the cage, and it stays there. <laughs> you guys remember that? It like hit a. I remember it like that. hit a corner of the that? cage, and like it just like stuck there. And everybody was like, "Oh shit!" He threw the chair. Oh, it's stuck. <laughs> and I remember I forget who the wrestler was, but even he like turned around. I was like, "Oh shit!" That was kind of cool. <laughs> what? Is that? I don't remember that a specific happen, but like one of the, I don't know why this one match sticks out to me for a hell in the cell was uh, Triple H and Batista. Yes. Iron me and you, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings watching that. And I remember like there was, there were some, some, some pretty good spots in that match. I mean, it, they even, they didn't do like anything crazy off the cage, you know, throwing each other off the cage and stuff, but just like, Inside, you know, inside the cage, there were some good spots. I remember, like, Batista was, like, bleeding all over his back for whatever goddamn reason. I guess I'm getting thrown into the cell. Oh, but, yeah, maybe. Like, I remember being like, homeboy's going to have to get some tattoo work done again. He's, <laughs> he's got some cuts on his back. <laughs> got to fix that huge dragon. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. Pre-network era. A lot of pay-per-views were watched at B-dubs. Just saying. Yeah. Um, the Another match, and it's funny that you said that one. I, I had that one on my little list that I have right here. Also, another one that if you haven't watched this in a long time or you've never seen it, Undertaker versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell. That match will knock your socks off, dude. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, nah. Can I go back real quick? I got to bring this up just because I made this note when I was watching it and I have, I just have, you to. have to um, Vader and the Patriot were a tag team. All right. We're moving on. on that. Wait a minute. Are you bringing up tag teams? <laughs> no, I just, well, Vader called out Bret Hart and he said the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. What a bunch of bullshit in the middle of the pay-per-view. In the middle of what pay-per-view? The, the, the hell in a cell, bad blood in your house. And he was tagging with the Patriot Dead. against British Bulldog and Bret Hart. Holy yeah. shit! I think it, yeah. Is the Patriot still alive? I was Dale Will. I was I was making I was referencing Vader. But. Yeah, I know, but I want to know if the Patriot's still alive. Patriot alive, Vader dead. <laughs> Bulldog, British Bulldog dead. Dead. recently. Uh, can I? I don't know what your format is. Can I ask you guys a quick question? On gimmick matches? Hold on, hold on. What, what more? What more hell of the cell match for me? Yeah. Uh, Get it. 
Taker, American Badass version, Brock Lesnar. Brock, yes. Uh, Taker had the the cast on his the arm, hand, yeah, 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 and then Brock Lesnar like ripped it off with his fucking teeth. And <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, it probably wasn't his teeth, but you know, he he tore it off and he had his hand up in the cage, like. He, he stuck it through one of those like holes in the cage that they started cutting out for footholds, and like if he doesn't rip it off with his teeth, now I'm disappointed. Heyman was like holding his hand, holding his broken hand while like Braun was doing, or Braun Brock was doing. Braun he was like beating the shit out of the chair at the time while Heyman was holding his broken hand or something. I just remember that it was on like the the Taker DVD. I remember watching that not too terribly oh, yeah. long ago. That was a good one too. All right, so, uh, Nick, what did, what were you saying? Um, I want to throw this out there. What do you guys think about the elimination chamber? Which elimination chamber match? Like in general? Pick one. Yeah, in general, and then give me one if you okay. enjoy them. I'm gonna think I'm gonna kinda, take the lead on eh. this one. The best elimination chamber of all time is the extreme elimination chamber that happened <laughs> at ECW's December to Dismember, and Bobby Lashley won oh boy. the ECW championship, as he does, <laughs> by beating Test, Bob Holly, oh. Bob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> the big show and CM Punk. It's the best. Go back and watch it. You won't be uh, per per my last request. Big show. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode six. Oh my God. Oh, that that eliminate. Okay, so I have to agree with Byron for the only reason why that was probably my favorite <laughs> favorite uh, elimination chamber because we were there. It's the only elimination chamber match that I've gone back and watched. <laughs> oh, it's and it's it's good up to the point where CM Punk gets eliminated and everyone's like totally uninvested in it anymore. They're like, who gives a shit about this anymore? Spoiler alert, he's the second What's... person eliminated. <laughs> yeah. And then What's everyone's funny like, about that is like I've gone I've gone back and watched that pay per view just to spot yeah. you guys. And about a minute and a half in, I go, oh. Uh, hey, me, wife, come look at Byron and stuff. Oh, it's the, uh, there they are. Nick, oh. me and Byron were on the front page of WWE.com the next morning. <laughs> in in uh, getting sprayed with beer from fucking Sandman. All right. Uh, I'm sorry I took this off on this tangent. It's the worst. But um, besides besides that, there was one um, – I forget what year it was, Nick, but there was one where it was a pretty good lineup as far as Elimination Chambers go. But the only thing I remember – the only two I remember for sure were um, – the final two were Daniel Bryan and Santino. And Daniel Bryan was the champion, and it's like whoever won was going to WrestleMania as champion, and those were the last two. And for like probably about a, a solid minute, that whole crowd is like, I think Santino's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, 
I don't like the Elimination Chamber match. I think it's very... Uh, it's too, it's much. too much. There's too much going on. The, you know, having the, the wrestlers in the pods, I don't know why I don't like that, but I don't like the fact that they're like, oh, you can only come out in a minute. And then when the buzzer finally goes off, it, like the whole arena goes black and the spotlights go on all the all the pods and they're like oh my god who's it gonna be and then the buzzer goes off and usually the person can't get out of the pod for whatever fucking reason and you know it's just it's it's a a clusterfuck and then like the the bumps that they take in that match they look so awkward like nothing i've never seen a bump in an elimination chamber i'm like oh shit that was fucking cool it's always like ah that probably really hurt or like you know, somebody jumping off the top of a pod like they would have off the top rope. Right? Yeah, like it just doesn't fit. Which, like, hang on to that, Stefan. Do you have anything about that to add? Or uh, I've got, I've got one in mind. But I mean, there, I, I mean, there have been some pretty decent ones. But I mean, like, like what Virus is saying, like the spots are really weird. Like trying to climb up like the chain link, fucking whatever. I mean, it's not even chain link. It's just fucking chain. Trying to climb yeah. up the chain and, like, you know, trying to jump off of it or trying to stand on top of the fucking pods that are – then the cage is, like, you know, three feet above <laughs> you, so you're kind of, like, half crouched over and, like, trying to jump off of it to, you know, hit a cross body or something fucking stupid. Like, that and then the, the grate is, like, level with the, with the mat and then, you know, people are getting thrown over the top rope and into it and it's, like, you know, it's – it's just, like – it's, it's a it's an awkward match. I have no idea why my dogs are barking inside. Uh, but so I'll give you this. So I went and I was just going down a list of gimmick matches, and I was like, okay, let's ask the Google what the best elimination chamber match is because I'm not a big fan of them either. But I went back and watched one that was on there, and it was the one from. Uh, what was it, 2002? And I think that it was the best that it could have been because, like you said, RVD comes off the top of the cage and hits a frog splash. It, yeah, the Survivor Series 2002. All right, hey, hold on. Elimination Chamber. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to be able to edit that out. <laughs> We good? So, yeah, going back to what you were saying is the Survivor Series 2002 Elimination Chamber, Triple H, HBK, Jericho, Kane, RVD, and Booker T. That was the first one. According to Google, that was the best one. I don't know. Um, But I went back and watched it, and it's not a bad match, but like you said, it's just awkward. Like, RVD hit a frog splash, and it was more of him kind of jumping off and landing on his feet and trying to look like he hit it. Um, Do you know what happened when he did that? He break his no, ankle. No, he crushed Triple H's larynx. Well, that too. And Triple H had to finish that match with a crushed larynx. I was going to say, I remember it may have not have been that one, but there was one that had I know like RVD and Edge were in it. And I remember that one being pretty good. Yeah. 
I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to go long tonight, and I think we should, because there's a lot we could get to when it comes to these gimmick matches. All right, let's move on from Elimination Chambers. Yeah, we should. Punjabi prison matches. (laughs) (laughs) And that topic is already dead. So, moving on. (laughs) Next. Next. Talking about gimmick matches that didn't work. I like I like your style. Um, what about all right? So we covered Hell in a Cell ladder matches. What about the straight up steel cage matches? I miss the old steel cage, the old big blue. Thank you, the blue one, yes. big yes. blue. Uh, Here's a good one for you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying like I miss that cage structure versus just like the the modern cage structure that it is today. So I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think the last time WWE used Big Blue, the Big Blue Cage, um, was on a pay-per-view in 98, and I believe it was Mankind. Oh, my God, I wish. Uh, (laughs) It was Mankind versus Ken Shamrock versus The Rock. And I remember that being a very good match. Um. Also, I did it for the. Also, big, big names that were in Big Blue, the Big Blue Cage. Um, one that really stands out to me was Owen and Brett. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. That was on my oh list. boy, me and Nick. <laughs> Nick and I. Suck it, Nick. <laughs> That's not always correct. We're not getting into English. I've been listening, like I told you in the text messages before. Namaste, brothers. I'm going to take all your negativity and turn it into positivity. All right. Because I'm going to put this out to I'm going to put this thing. out to everybody. You ready? Learn how to text, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Me. Me. You. Me. Yeah. You. You. You should really use the proper version of then versus no. then. I will never do that. And I definitely yeah. just did the Hogan. Like, I just waved you off with the fingers. I just waved you off with the finger and did the you. <laughs> like, no, don't come at me, bro. Keep going. I'm coming at you. I'm just saying, check things before you send them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, 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 next give it match. <laughs> steel. Let's go back to steel cages. I think steel cage matches are the best way to end a feud. I like um, – uh, I brought it up before, the Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe feud in NXT. They ended that, that feud with a steel cage match, and it felt right. Like, that's a way to finish a feud, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, you know, that one stands out to me. I mean, it's not a great match. It's not like one you should go out of your way to watch. It's good. But I would suggest watching the matches that lead up to it to get the full effect of it, you know? Which brings me to my my question I have for you on that, man, is – and I think this is what gets lost in the current current product with some of these gimmick matches is the story. So you would say that that match, that steel cage match, was a good ending to selling the entirety of their story. 
which makes sense, right? That's what it should do. Yeah. Yes. I would have to say that the use of the steel cage match currently, the the modern stuff would be uh, that had a significant ending was uh, Strowman and uh, Kevin Owens. Like, <laughs> that one, like, I mean, ended their feud. Braun yeah. Strowman took the L because he decided to chuck Kevin Owens off the top of the cage. Murder. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, dead. <laughs> alive. He, uh, I mean, that was, I mean, obviously it ended their feud like that, that ended their feud and it was, it was a good steel cage match, you know? I mean, and then they, they obviously took it to the extreme and wanted to put a huge spot into it. And that's what happened. But, uh, I mean, it was like you said, you know, it's, it was a good match to have to, to end the feud. And that's how that one ended. Uh, I think, I think WWE uses steel cage matches now as feud continuers. Like they don't, they don't end match. They don't end feuds anymore with steel cages. It's like something they have on Monday Night Raw to grab a rating. You know, it's not. It doesn't mean anything. And that's what I was saying to your point is it meant something. Like this was built throughout the entirety of the storyline to be a final destination match, right? So this is it. And that goes back to my, my original answer to your your first question you know what does the gimmick match mean to you it's got a means of finality to the story right it depends it depends on the match but yes with us is as as in regards to a steel cage to me that's the classic bare bones match to have in a right you know what i mean and, and to kind of put it to current day modern day i want Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa to one day meet in an NXT steel cage match. And that would be awesome. That, that would, would be. That would be oh good. my God, it would be so fucking good. And you know what, though? Actually, this is going back also just to keep going on that. I wouldn't mind seeing those two have a ladder match. I think I would rather see a steel cage match, but I'm just saying. Right. So, us. Uh, Good Some stuff. steel cage matches that have stuck out to you. Any besides what we've mentioned? I had that Bret Hart versus Owen on my list because I went back and watched the whole thing, man. And it's just, it's to me, like you said, at this point, it's kind of like a classic feel to it with it being the old cage and Bret and Owen. You know, it's got enough build up to it with just those two wrestling, especially in the storyline, you know what I mean? And then they put them in a steel cage and it just means that much more. Yeah. So I think that's a, a great uh, point to make about the storyline is you have you have a great story by itself and you use this as just this is the sweetener. Just gonna sweeten it just a little bit more to put it over the top. Well, Nick, I have one for you. Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA in an I Quit Steel Cage match. Double gimmick. 
hate it. Are you kidding me? Yes, oh, I am. God, I almost punched you in the face. <laughs> I'm not sitting anywhere near you, but I almost punched you in the face. <laughs> Spiritually. Uh, Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA. If you haven't seen it, like that's one old school match that I would say it's worth going out of your way to watch. I believe there's one spot where they take... So back in the day, they didn't use steel chairs. They used like the old wooden chairs. And they way worse. And they way they worse. break it over each other like it's broken. And then I forget who it is. I believe it's Magnum takes it like pieces, like shards of this wooden chair, and starts to like carve up Tully Blanchard, and it's brutal. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> you talk about uh, Eddie and JBL being hard to watch. <sighs> yeah, but they're working. They're just good hands, you know. Tully and Magnum, you know, you know. Magnum, that's one of the saddest stories. We're not in wrestling. doing that. We're not talking about Magnum. But let can I finish? <laughs> but one of the best mustaches that ever was. Just so you guys know, I have had a mustache for the past two days, and then I shaved it. No, yeah. it was sweet too. You don't need dad law, so you can't do that. So you better get back on it. I thought it would be funny, like. For each of the kids that we have, like to have some sort of funny haircut or like facial hair, and then I was like, mm, "Not that funny." <laughs> so, all right, you cut the stash off. You got to go a mohawk now. Like, oh, I, I had sideburns said, too. I got rid of those. Those look pretty sweet too. Stefan, what? You're dropping the ball. How? What are you talking about? You live right <laughs> next to him. <laughs> Help this man. I haven't seen him since his baby shower. No, we Damn saw it, that's, Lord. that's a that's a lie. When did I see you? We saw each other at Five Trap like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was true. Okay, you guys are dating. We get it. All right, next. Nick, so, if you lived here, we could date. Up... <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a three way joke there, but I'm bring not going to go there. Bring up what you were going to say, Nick. Let's hear it. All right, so I know I feel like we can't have this this podcast without talking about it. Why aren't we all dating? No, so <laughs> Mania Seventeen, TLC, Hardy Boys, TLC, Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian, go. Real quick, it doesn't have to be long, but we got to talk about it. For one, it wasn't a TLC match; it was just a ladder match. No, at WrestleMania Seventeen, it was a TLC. And that would be the first ever cup on the podcast. TLC was at 17. WrestleMania 2000, yeah. Tables, ladders, chairs, oh my. Okay, well, the first one. The first one was technically a ladder match. Yes, and and I I apologize. I said three of them on the last episode when we were talking about tag teams. But technically, it's only two of them with those three teams. Tomato, potato. Why are you listing vegetables? <laughs> Tell me what you think about that. Those are fruit. Oh, that's right. They are. Damn it. Hey, you learn something every day. Here we go. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> vegetables, apparently. <laughs> that TLC match. What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? What do you like about the participants? I hate the I Hardy the first- boys. 
I think the first one. Was and what do you think about? And here's here's one for you, Byron. Is the Dudleys coming out of ECW? I mean, what do you think? I think okay. So my thoughts on the first TLC. I'm not going to do the WrestleMania 2000. The first TLC was so good that I don't think they had to do a second one. And then they did a second one, and I was like, okay, I'm glad you did that. Was 17 the first one or the second one? 17 was second the first one. one. 17 okay. was the okay. Well, the first technical label as one. Yes. 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 You know what I'm and saying. And that's, yeah. that's what I was trying to. So, With the so teams, I like, yeah. I like, I, I'm glad that, you know, they happened. Looking back on them now, they definitely, when, when you talk about TLC matches and they go, you know, the announcers go, these types of matches shorten careers. Like, that's the God's honest truth because yep. mm, shit. Jeff Hardy now is the only person who's still wrestling out of those six. Uh, Bubba oh. Ray is too, but not not like that. No. No, he's not wrestling like that anymore. Well, <laughs> Jeff Hardy probably won't be too far gone. Thank God. I oh. think now that Matt's gone, at least woken, broken, whatever, I don't think Jeff's far behind. All right, what about... What about hair versus hair matches? My man. Ooh. Good one. <laughs> Wasn't there just one of those in New Japan? Uh it was a hair versus title match. It was Goto versus Suzuki. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't know who won. Why can't I remember who won? Oh, Suzuki lost. He shaved his head. Which really? How's he look? It wasn't very much of he a had beautiful hair. What he had, right? No, he looks fine. But then, uh, yeah, Goto, Goto just lost the championship. The never, never open weight to somebody. I forget who. Um, ones that stand out to me in the hair versus hair. You got um, uh, Jeff Hardy. I'm sorry, Jeff Jarrett versus X Pac. Wow, which was a stinker. Ugh. Although I do want to point out, Southern Justice, also known as the Godwin, standing ringside for that one. Awesome. <laughs> Who I think we missed last oh. week. Apologies. Nope. The disclaimer: Godwin. We didn't have to talk about him. Um, we should have out of principle. Um, other hair versus hair matches. Honestly, like you have to bring it up: the Battle of the Billionaires. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say that one. <laughs> I was gonna say that one, but do you oh, remember who? Do you remember who the match was? It was Umaga. It was Umaga yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. It's got his head shaved by Donald Trump, our El Presidente. Only in America. Seriously, only in America. Um, I don't. I don't watch a lot of lucha, but apparently. In the lucha tradition, those matches mean a lot because they usually do hair versus hair or hair versus mask, which obviously mask, yeah. mean a lot. You know what that reminds me of is the first time Rey Mysterio lost his mask. Yeah. There's a gimmick for you. Was that against Jericho? I don't know. Nope, it was against. It was against. It, okay, God, this is awful. It was Rey Mysterio and. Conan, K-Dog, 
versus the outsiders, and the outsiders won, so he had to take his mask off. Why? Oh, no. Um, first blood? first blood. Name a first blood match. Kane, Kane Austin. Austin. Name another one. <laughs> you know why you say that? One? Because it was awesome. Because it was right after Taker. Because Kane had a fucking mask. Because yeah. it was right after Kane versus or uh, Taker versus Mankind. And the whole thing, the whole thing about that match was how is how is Austin going to make Kane bleed? He's got a leather mask. How's, he's not. How's he going to make him bleed? <laughs> And then Kane won, and then Austin won the title back the next day on Raw. The next night. Uh, go back and watch that match. No gimmicks <laughs> needed. That match is awesome. Uh, casket matches. Casket Woo. matches. The one that oh, stands God. out to me is Taker versus HBK. When HBK fucked yep. his back up. His back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> but that was actually a legitimate try and not a porno moan. <laughs> so I, I know you tried your best. Brother, I was but... I was actually watching the Undertaker stuff last night and Yeah, with, you were with my wife like before we went to bed and the crazy thing was <laughs> like, You're watching the Undertaker before you go to bed. That's nice. But uh Paul Bear popped up on the screen and Holly was like, Who the hell is that guy? He's <gasps> creepy looking. I was like I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's Nick's uncle. I think it's Paul Bear. Uh, yeah, Nick's Paul uncle. Bear. <laughs> Holly. She was, like, she was like, I don't like that guy. She was like, what happened to him? And I was like, dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you should have messed with her and be like, that's Percy Pringle. <laughs> what? Okay, I, well, I have it. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, at first, we were watching the Survivor Series match, and Holly said, when is this? I said, what do you mean, when is this? She was like, is this new? I was like, yeah, this is brand new. This is a <laughs> brand new live match that is happening right now. Like, Undertaker looks so young. Because this was in 83, that's why. <laughs> Did she sit up in the bed like, oh, this is happening right now? <laughs> we watched like half of it. <laughs> like like half, <laughs> half of the Undertaker like uh, thing that's on the, the network. collection. <laughs> Yeah, like before we fell asleep, like we got all the way because the next thing that happened was uh, she was like, where's Hogan? I was like, why don't you just wait like 30 seconds? <laughs> and then it was like, which is the Hogan Taker feud. And then it progressed into uh, Taker, Taker Flair. I'll throw this out there. Because topic now. <laughs> we've, we've mentioned this before of who's watching Nick's subscription to the, the network. And there was a Ric Flair montage being played that was not being watched by Nope, me. that was me. You're welcome. I got real nostalgic the other night and started watching some old school. Uh, Anytime I see ECW, I'm like, oh, yep, Byron's been Yeah, there. I haven't watched. Right. Oh, God, I just, oh, God, I just pulled my shit out. All right. Um, I have a, another. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I want to point out something real quick. Um. <laughs> Out of 20, there's been 20 casket matches in WWE. How many wow. do you think The Undertaker's been a part of? 15. So 15, 18, 19. <laughs> no, that 15 19 is, is the correct answer. 19, yeah. The only one he was not involved with happened January 29th. Oh, shut up, let me talk. January 29th, <laughs> 2015, it was Daniel Bryan defeating Kane. 
Apologies, I got excited like you were actually asking me, but it was rhetorical. I understand now. <laughs> He's also won. Taker's won a lot of them. Yeah. And going back and watching some of these matches, man, he can he be <laughs> underappreciated? I feel like he can be for wrestling Triple H and anyway. All right, next gimmick match. Barbar. Human torch match. No, I'm not talking about fucking WCW. I would like to point out, though, that last week, a lot of tag teams that we mentioned were WCW tag teams. Did anybody else kind of realize that? Yeah. Yeah, I found, listening. I think that's a, there's a nostalgia thing with that. Or, or is that, that match, why WCW is dead now? <laughs> that's one of the reasons, too. But I, w- I do want to bring that match back up later on match, gimmick matches that didn't work. I kind of threw it out there as a joke, but I do want to bring that up later. But I think you make a good point, and I think when going back and listening to the last one, I think that you go back and you think about like what you said at the beginning is what is what makes a good tag team and why doesn't WWE necessarily push tag teams in recent memory? And I don't know, like Booker T comes to mind. Like that was just one of the things I think Stefan brought it up with Harlem Heat. Nobody expected him to be anything in WWE. Move to your left, too. And then him. Do what? Just continue. Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. But we're talking about gimmick. But then matches. him and Austin go to a grocery store, and and things get. Crazy. Is that considered a gimmick match? A grocery yeah. store match. Add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> check on jackass. <laughs> All right, uh, just straight up street fights. Punk HBK Triple H. Ooh, Punk Jericho. What'd you say, Nick? HBK Triple H. HBK. Was that HBK's return? Is that when? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, mine was. Good Sorry, Stefan. I didn't mean to cut mine you off. was um, Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Hmm. Good, good one. All right. Next gimmick match. Barbed wire match. Oh, no. I don't want to talk about that. That's gross. <laughs> I don't either. Icky. Gone. <laughs> I Can I ask a question to you guys? Because this is a gimmick match. Do we have a choice? I... <laughs> Not Judy, Judy Bagwell on a pole match. And some people think she's still there waiting for someone to get her down. Dead. Um, <laughs> um, this is a, a gimmick match that they're kind of bringing back that I never liked and never will like, I don't think, is the War Games cage <gasps> match. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you are a terrible person for saying that. War games, man. Those were great matches. The three rings, the fucking huge nope, cage over on match. top of two, two rings. It's only two rings. Uh, World War Three was not. Yeah, he's saying Big Show got pushed off of the top of the hotel. No, that's not. World War III was, <laughs> was three. That was not only havoc. Sorry, I blacked out. No, yeah, he's talking about War Games. Though War Games is the two cages with one cage over all of them. Yeah, yeah. World War Three was the. War- it's war games, but with three rings. No, 
Keep talking. You're you're making my point. It's the shits. It's the drizzling. World dog War Three was the battle royal with three rings. I'm talking about the old school oh, WCW NWA War Games. It was in North. I'm talking about to go, and I didn't because my dad had to work a duty shift. I was damn it, Steven. World War Three was the three rings battle royal. War Games is the two rings with the cage over both of them. Hated him. You're right. <laughs> Nick, have you watched the War Games from NXT last year? Yes. And you, it was great. That, yes. That I enjoyed. But I'm talking about as far as the old school didn't like it. The new school <laughs> with the new stuff they're doing and coming to Greensboro and everything, that's awesome. Uh, is War Games in Greensboro? No, it's not. No, I'm, I'm talking about they, they did that and they came with Starcade and Oh. All that. So yeah. I agree with you. Like they're not they're not the best matches, but they but, have a good storyline behind them. Usually. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't ever watch the one the last one that WCW did. Don't with the NWO and all that. No, shit. it was it was the Ultimate Warrior was in it. Don't ever watch that. Do yourself a favor. No, the one with the NWO. You had me at Ultimate Warrior. But, like, no, but think about it. The year before that, it was the NWO versus the Four Horsemen. And, okay, let me me tell you about this one, Nick. (laughs) Kurt Henning. Can anybody guess why I brought this up? Kurt Henning got Arn Anderson's spot. And then. Not my spot. Not your spot. Not the dog's spot. But my spot. And then. Kurt Henning turns on NWO. Like, sure, it might not be a great match, but how they did stuff in it. The couple years before that, it was Sting. Hey, are you a part of the NWO or aren't you? And then he comes out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A thanks. A fake Sting comes out, and then the real Sting comes out. Like, War Games matches. That's the one that sticks out in my mind. They're not the best wrestling matches, but they have good stories behind them. Stefan, you got anything to add to that before I wrap this up and I'll pass it back off? No, that that one that he just referenced, I remember watching that one as a kid and being like, this is fucking awesome. Cool. So I just (laughs) want to introduce the first uh, swerve into the podcast because if I would have came out and said exactly what Byron just did, I'm sure it would have not have gone this way. The War Games match is solid. Thanks for participating, guys. Carry on. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because war games are awesome. I was going to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I was, I was uh, giving you a pump fake on that to see what you'd say. So there you go. Don't ever do that to me again. Now I'm angry. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you're better when you're angry and drunk. So drink oh, more. I can't. I don't want to. Um. The last one on my list is buried alive matches, but I don't really have anything to say about it. Like another Undertaker match. Like a lot of these matches are made just for Undertaker, you know? That's I was gonna say that. Like he comes up on so many of these different matches I tried to look up. I mean and where what happened to Paul Bearer? Did they bury him alive? Where did he go? Uh he's in the ground, Nick. What do you mean where did he go? He's dead. That was a softball. You don't always have to critique you can't just take a softball. And I think what it, Nick was know? looking for on that one, Paul Bear, dead. Dead. 
Oh. All right. Do we have do what we is... have anything else to say about gimmick matches? I've got a couple. All right. Let's let's do it because we're running a little late on this one. I told you we would. Calm down. So, God, I hate you. <laughs> we can run longer than one. Here's when things go wrong times 10. ECW, Living Dangerously, 2000. I was at that show. Byron Diet. Oh, God. Who was in the bull rope match? Steve Carino versus Dusty Rhodes. Holy. I was there. Yeah. Really? Bless it. How was it live? (laughs) Oh, God. It was weird on TV like an hour ago. Can I can I just throw one one random thing out here? Uh, as as me and my wife were listening to our podcast earlier, she said Byron is literally just a random fact, you know, <laughs> like filing case for wrestling knowledge. I was like, yeah, he's like a wrestling encyclopedia because of these simple things that you just keep referencing. <laughs> what we're talking about it's like you know the whole goddamn match card and who fucking. <laughs> yeah. Back to giving. Can I just say the the finish was awesome. The match was hard to pay attention Dude, to. Dude, it's because it was yeah. Dusty Rhodes and Steve Carino. Like Steve Carino was dead. dead. No. Oh, Dusty Rhodes, RIP dead. Double dead. Double oh, dead. No, Steve Carino is still alive. Uh, his ears dead. dead. His ears. Steve Carino's dead. Steve Carino's not dead. He's a fucking coach at the performance center, dude. His ear is star Steve Carino. You're probably a very nice man. He is. He lives in fucking Emerald Isle. You know that? Yeah, he lives right up the road from us. His ear's dead. I don't care. His ear is dead thanks to homicide. (laughs) Fucking smack the shit out of him. So, okay, going back to gimmick matches and just with the ECW theme, and I'll get both of your answers on this. What what are your thoughts on New Jack? No, that – no, no. No, no. That is not a gimmick match. I, I, I will go gimmick match. Here we I go. I try so hard with you two. Nick, I, this is I'll a go, gimmick go, match episode, not a New Jack episode. Okay, go, what were his matches? Go. They were all gimmicks. Because they were all hardcore matches. Okay, speak. Okay, this is, this is where I was going to go. Gimmick match, hardcore match. Thank you, Stephanie. Seg- seg- Segway, hardcore title. 24 uh, 7. 24 fucking 7. And they were all hardcore matches. Didn't matter. 24 7. You could be fucking <laughs> in your hotel room. <laughs> hardcore Holly. Crash Holly. And- Molly. Spike Dudley. <laughs> Maven. Cup. He beat The Undertaker. Yes. But hardcore matches, like a legitimate, like old attitude era uh, hardcore matches were, were good. Right, yeah, I got one. Uh, I believe it was Al Snow versus Road Dog. Yeah. They ended up in a river. Stefan, Stefan, <laughs> hold on. Speaking, speaking of another random gimmick match, uh, what was the gimmick of 
I don't know if you guys remember this, Byron, you probably do because you're an encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> the, the match that I, I want to say it was Taker and Mankind during the Super Bowl halftime show. No, it was Rock. No, versus... it was the Rock. It was an empty arena. Empty arena match. That's what it was. I remember that. It, it was, was during like the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. It was a Sunday night heat, actually. Like it, during the halftime show. Yeah. But, um, right. They, those actually, those actually used to be quite regular. Um, I believe Terry Funk was the guy who kind of came up with that and, like, uh, had a lot of those style matches. So. Shout out to New Jack for bringing up a great topic on the podcast. Mm, I'm not going to give you credit for that one. Nick, Stefan had that one the whole time. <laughs> it was a joke. Just edit this whole part out if you want to. What about... Uh, he almost thoughts? killed the guy. Is that a gimmick? Is that no. not a gimmick? <laughs> no, that's real life. What about, uh, what about false kind of anywhere matches? I'm pretty sure throw him in the river was a gimmick match, though. There was one of those. I think that was the scene yeah, that edge one. Yeah, it was. Previously referenced episode <laughs> one. The lover of rivers. Um shit, I just had a gimmick match. Cause that was Oh that was standing. Because what did you just say? You said, said I said false count anywhere. False count anywhere. Like, but I feel like I feel like eventually, like during the Attitude Era, almost all matches were like, uh, eh, false count anywhere. <laughs> well, he brought up the, the empty stadium, like the, the empty arena match. The empty arena match, I think, was a like that was the one and only, wasn't it? In WWE, in WWE, as far as I can remember, yeah. Um, well, you're the encyclopedia, apparently. Well, apparently, um, the. Fuck, Stefan, what was it again? What did you say? I said false count yeah. anywhere. You false said last count anywhere. Standing. False count anywhere. Like, can you think of any, like, false count anywhere matches? That- oh, I got one. Um, <laughs> Taz versus Bigelow at Heat Wave. When they go through the floor? When they go through the ramped entrance? Yeah. Yep. That's the one that, like, Bigelow. Dead. Oh, dead. Dead. <laughs> Man, we've had a lot of dead today. Not, not so much alive. A lot of dead. Hey, that's a really fun match. Ooh, I got one for you. New t-shirt. Gimmick matches kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Gimmick matches kill. Uh, last man standing. Last man standing is the one where you got to get count to 10, right? Yes. Um, rock versus mankind. Or was that the I Quit match? Ooh, that was the I Quit match. You're right. Because they had it piped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, who's the encyclopedia now, bitch? Okay, do you really want to? Okay. No, okay. No, I was just, I was okay. just kidding, man. I'm sorry. That was aggressive. <laughs> so, Sting and Vampiro had a human torch match. So, <laughs> Sting and Luger is a good tag team. <laughs> if you haven't seen Sting and Vampiro have a Human Torch match, don't. Don't. Listen, listen to the podcast. You'll be just as good. Oh, oh speaking of speaking of fire, how about Inferno the Inferno matches? Match? Yes. When Kane fucking Stephen bringing the heat. Kane got his arm lit on fire during one of those. Yeah. Like, 
just arm in Vaseline and then fucking suck his arm outside the ring. Yeah. Caught on fire. The best part about that match was when um, Taker jumped over the the ropes to the outside. Yeah, that was cool. Undertaker, <laughs> gimmick matches. <laughs> and you also got to do that in the video games after that. I don't remember. Was it, I don't remember that. Was it, was it Mankind that set JR on fire in an interview? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. You brought Ooh. him in the No, it might have been Kane. Was it Kane? Yeah, it might have been Kane. I feel like he sets people on fire. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of his gimmick. His fire. <laughs> his whole thing is fire. All right, do we have any more gimmick matches? Again, usually it's the last 10 minutes that we go off the fucking rails. I feel like this past 30 minutes, we've just been fucking around. I don't know, man. We've been going over a lot of gimmick matches. <laughs> there's, that's the thing is there's a lot to go over. I should have put a disclaimer at the front of this one, like I did the tag teams. Do one now <laughs> and then just edit it in at the beginning. Like, um... If you hear anything about a human torch match, just ignore it. <laughs> All right. Um, another given match. Trying to think of a good one. Judy Bagwell on a pole. Shark cage oh, match. Shark cage. Okay, oh, here, here, it is. here it is to end the podcast. Just name any gimmick match we haven't listed yet. Any gimmick match that we haven't already like discussed? <laughs> um, flag match. Ooh, flag match. That's a good one. Damn. Damn. <laughs> we said bull rope. Yeah, we did that. Dog collar match. We did that. Did we? Oh, well, it was briefly mentioned. Okay. Yeah, Piper and Valentine. Yep. Yeah, that's a good match. Um, dead. Um, Strap match. Ooh. Ambulance match. Ambulance match. Good oh, wow. Yeah, because Strum was just in an ambulance match, wasn't he? Fuck. It's like a five-man scramble or something. It was bad. It was real bad. No, that doesn't count. (laughs) I'm very happy that we didn't bring up Battle Royals or Royal Rumbles. I'm glad that we didn't go there because I think that's a whole nother episode just for those two styles of matches. They're their own thing. Um, Child custody match. We said no to that, Nick. <laughs> but WWE said yes to it, so That's... just saying. What happened to little Dominic? He's a writer for WWE now. No. Oh no, he's getting trained. Dominic. Yeah, you're right. Jesus. Wrong Dominic. You're thinking of Mick Foley's Jesus. Dominic. Jesus. Ray Mysterio's Dominic is training now. If you're the I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, he was a pudgy little kid. Hopefully, he's kind of slimmed down. 
he had a lot of issues going on, man. His uncle was trying to be his daddy. It was weird. It was like he was from Leland. Hey, don't say where we live, man. I, I never did. <laughs> oh, God. And now it's gone off the rails. All right, boys. If I don't talk to you, you'll talk to me. And it's any, been fun. Any other gimmick matches? No, that's swimming it. Swimming in the river, Stefan. Just swimming in the river. <laughs> Anything with Al Snow and Head. Google it. What does everybody want? Head. Low job. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, God. This is the worst. Have episode. fun editing this. This is the worst episode ever. Not until the last 10 minutes because we're all tired. All right. I got to go. Do you? Yeah. All right. Have fun editing this piece of shit. I'm sure you're going to say that. I'm going to say that. And also, like, yeah, I'm going to be busy the next week. Let me like, get this and so. add this into Hey, add this in before it went to hell. Please find us on Facebook. Um, check out our posts, like, comment. Please give us suggestions on the next show. Tell us what you think about the first one through five and number six when it drops. Thanks for listening. Yay. Listen to episode seven. I'm excited about episode seven. Um, we're going to do some fantasy booking dream matches. Um, it should be a good show. I'm excited about that one. I don't know when we're going to. Where can we find this? Dude, I'm talking about episode seven. Um. You can find it on... I wouldn't listen to this if I wasn't on Stitcher. Jack Matches. <laughs> God damn it. Submission <laughs> Matches. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Done. Carry on. Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher. So this X, is... X, X, X Division Match. There was a rope. There was an X, X of the rope of every top of the ring. X of the rope. X X of X. Yes, exit. I feel like That's Stephen a good. I don't want to record episode seven right after this, and I'm totally okay with that. Nope. Right. Not gonna happen. Crazy, crazy eight match. Jesus Christ, are you just looking up things online now? Come <laughs> <laughs> out match. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for listening. Oh, match. Somebody go get Bagwell's mom. Off say the goodbye. Pole. Object on a pole match. Nick, say goodbye. Fuck off. Tables matches. <laughs> <laughs>